Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. everyone and welcome back to a special episode of strictly hip-hop you guys know what time it is it's long overdue uh but you know what we're making it happen for the culture another local artist series episode returns this one is nick heel his sophomore lp slash mixtape america's psycho on dat piff and soundcloud out now it's finally happening i've been waiting for this moment yeah, man. I mean, we've been talking. The funny thing is, we've been talking about the podcast is way before it was even complete. Yeah, and American American Psycho dropped like a month ago now. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. So yeah, this is long overdue. Yeah, I'm long overdue for sure. How's but life been since it dropped? Life's been great, dude. Getting, I've been getting a lot of good feedback, a lot of new fans. Yeah, I seen a uh, little Aaron. Retweeted. Little Aaron reposted right. two of my songs two wow two songs and like i had a fan from mexico hit me up like saying he wants to like make fan cover art for me and like do all this shit and i don't know it's just been <laughs> Start, cool like the first like nick heel fan twitter page yeah yeah exactly straight out, the, straight out mexico that's yeah, crazy it's awesome that's dope man um all right so first things first i want to talk about like kind of like the rollout for the project so um for listeners who aren't aware uh, who maybe haven't heard the tape yet or know about Nick Keel. This is the second time we've done a podcast. His last tape, Somewhere in the Valley, dropped just over a year ago, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. October 10th, and I think today is what, like 14th? The, yeah, yeah 13th, 14th. 14th, okay. 14th, yeah. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> describe to me the rollout, because for this one you did it differently. You released a track a day. Um, you released, like, two singles kind of that were that were not in order, but you released going track <laughs> 1 to 13, a track a day right uh yeah i i did that because i just wanted to do something different i wanted to experiment and i thought that it was a good time in my career to be able to do that because um it i don't think it was gonna fail but you know it's better to do it now than do it later and it does fail because i wouldn't want that to happen so i just thought now it'd be a good time to kind of experiment see if it does better or does worse or does the same and yeah, I just pretty much did it just to see what would happen. Yeah, so you released a track a day for what like track a day? 10 days I think it was I think project? it was eight days. Because you didn't you didn't do this the the interludes right? I dropped I dropped the interludes. <laughs> two of the interludes didn't get on SoundCloud, or actually one, no two two didn't get on on SoundCloud. So, but I dropped the interludes with the tracks anyway. So okay, um, if there was an interlude next to the track, I would drop the interlude and then the next track 
and then the next day I would just drop the next track until right. there was another interlude. That's basically how I did it. Okay, that's dope. Um, so what was the kind of like the feedback, the results? I mean, you know, I mean, obviously you're not like totally calculating the numbers and everything like analytics style, like deep in, in depth. But what it, what have you noticed from the return? Did it? Uh, do you think it worked? Do you think it just it, it was kind of the same? Better or worse? I think what? it worked in a sense, but also I think it was kind of the same because I feel like the views and everything was were still kind of the same. But this way, no songs really got lost in the sauce. So. Uh, when I drop a song on one day, everybody would hear that one song and they wouldn't be because if I were to drop the whole project in one day, people would be like, oh, I can't listen to all these today. I don't have time to do that or whatever. And I understand that it's not people's first priority to listen to the whole mixtape. So dropping a song a day made it easier for the listeners to hear every song thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's dope because um, I've talked about this on podcasts before and I've talked about it you with this off camera as well like just a lot of times because you know there's obviously the 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 phrase that everyone uses that millennials attention span is short and that's true yeah. like our attention span is shorter um generally speaking but um the thing that i find the thing that i find interesting is that like a lot of a lot of times i'll talk to people because i do album reviews on my podcast and so I'll talk to, you know, fans or, or people or friends that just listen to music in depth like I do. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of what I found is for the casual listener, they will listen to an album one time through. They'll have it in the background while they're doing something. And from then on, they pick two or three songs. Yeah. Um, and, then they, and then they go with that. Or they just jump to the feature tracks with the ones that they know have the artists that they like or whatever. Or ones that they think are hype. Or like on Apple Music, the ones that have the stars. So like... Yeah, most listeners on average are, unless they're like, unless they're really, really into music, most listeners on average listen to an album one time through. And you can really miss some good songs by doing that. Because if you're doing other things, like you could just be caught in a different world or not paying attention and and totally miss something. You miss something that you could have loved if you would have heard it at the right moment, you know? Right. And, And to me, like a lot of songs are funny because a lot of my favorite songs, and I don't know if you're this way, like a lot of my favorite songs, uh, there'll be like a small, small moment that like really, really makes a song for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could be a bar, you know, it could be like just like just like what they're saying or, you know, or whatever. Or it could be or it could be something that's like that's just uh, a beat switch up or something. Yeah, something even about just that like song. one line. And yeah. if you miss that, you might, you know, yeah, miss you lose the, whole, the connection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um so that's dope that you did it that way. Uh, I was interested to hear the results on that because I know you told me about that. That was the plan for releasing the project. Yeah. And I was very, I was very on board, and I was interested to see the results. Um, but I wanted to get back to American Cycle. I want to kind of talk about like the inspirations behind the project. You've broke it somewhat down to me before, but to be honest, I don't remember all of it, and I don't know if I got the full breakdown <clears throat> of it. Um, that, and that was in the early stage of the creation. So, like, explain, like, the cover art, the title, like, everything about the project that you did because you said you did, it, like, a lot of things that were drawing inspiration from other projects, other artists that you like, and so on. Yeah, well, um, to people who aren't familiar with Skizzy Mars, Skizzy Mars is an artist from New York, and growing up and even now, like, he influenced me a lot and he still influences me a lot. He's probably my favorite. And back in his high school days... He uh, he dropped an EP called the American Psycho EP. He was probably like a junior in high school. I'm just gonna guess. Um, 
And but that's like off the map now. Like nobody knows about it. Like I had to dig deep and I found that shit. And um, it kind of just reminded me of myself being a young artist, like trying to make music and find my way. And so, and then also the movie American Psycho is a classic. You've right. seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. good. Cause yeah. you know, I might've had to call you out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the movie's a classic anyway. I love that movie and I'm, I'm actually really inspired by the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I basically took this New York lifestyle, Skizzy Mars kind of like inspired me. Um, and then the movie inspired me too, because the, the movie's based in New York too. Right. If you didn't know that, or yeah. whoever's listening didn't know that. The movie's based in New York. So uh, yeah, I just I just kind of made it my own movie. That's basically what I did. I took those inspirations and created my own movie. Yeah, that's that's dope. That's dope how you use the skits, and we'll, we'll talk about the skits when yeah. we get into Shit. that part of the project. <laughs> but, <laughs> But no, it's 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 all good. Um, it's funny because you know I didn't I didn't click this in the review when doing the notes, but now that your answer kind of sparked this, um, it's funny. Somewhere in the valley, obviously last year, very your last project was very LA inspired, LA yeah. based, and now you got oh, like yeah. a project that's kind of I actually based. didn't even so, think of that. Yeah. So yeah. like, um, is is this like are these just all sorts of places you want to live and experience? Like, I mean, is is this a trend you get? You think you you. You obviously it's subconscious because you didn't even recognize. Yeah, I didn't it. So even like, realize. Is that it. something that you think you're gonna like keep doing? Or well, I don't know. I get inspiration from a lot of different places. Like when I'm in LA, I get a huge inspiration to make music or whatever. My uh, creative juices definitely start flowing. Same with Vegas. I've never been to New York, so I can't speak on that. But I'm sure if I went there, something would would come out of it. Yeah, man, I'm trying to go. I mean, that's like that's like the mecca media. So yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go there. I'll, I'll, I'll we should go together. One. Yeah, for sure. That'd Let's be awesome. Trip. Um, all right, so let's jump into the tracks. Kind of talk. Um, the, the first two I'll pair together that I want to talk about. So these are the second and third tracks. The opening track is a skit. Uh, so the the tracks full time and oh, so um. This was interesting because you come into these songs like so brash, full of confidence, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. opposite of your last project where you opened up with, you know, the 44 bars yeah. intro, the logic and Very personal track. Very personal, very vulnerable. Um, so does this kind of show a change of mindset of where you're at? Or is there a specific reason you started this way to tie in the concept of the project? Like why did you choose to go this direction? I just had a lot more confidence in this project, like starting off making the music with this project. I just had a lot more confidence in myself because Somewhere in the Valley was step one, and now I'm, this American Psycho is step two, so I had to step it up, you know? And I got very good feedback on Somewhere in the Valley, so I just thought it was time to really um, let other emotions come out of me, like me kind of talking shit sometimes or whatever, and... It, it's just what happened. I just went with the flow, and that's what, what You're I got. You're feeling yourself now. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling myself now. <laughs> I've been feeling myself, but, like, behind closed doors. Now I'm feeling myself with the music, letting everybody know what time it is, you know? That's what's up, Healy Season 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's jump into Monica. Um, I love this record. Easily <clears throat> one of my favorites off the project. You and Ju, the way you guys, like, play off of each other is so dope. Um, yeah, I love the song, song structure. The way you guys are like, you guys each trade off doing the hook. Yeah. And like each one feels dope. It's not like 
it's not like when I'm listening to it, damn, I wish Jew would have done the hook both right. times or you the hook both times. Like, it fits perfectly. It gives it, yeah, it gives it flavor. Um, plus, it's got that kind of like late night vibe yeah. record to it, a uh, little bit of ambition. So talk about that record. Like, how did that come together? Because I know Juice Sleeves isn't like the easiest like to work with as yeah, far as he's releasing not, content. Yeah, but he definitely's got it. He's definitely got got what it takes. But um, yeah, he's dope. He's dope. I like him as an artist. Yeah, um, he's really dope. It he's, just seems like it just seems like he's kind of like a Jay Like he'll only release in the out of the yeah. Blue he'll blue. he'll come out of nowhere with it, but he'll always deliver. Um, but with this song, actually, I took a trip to California. I think December, two thousand sixteen, something like that. Um, but I I got off the plane and this dude. One of my homies from Cali picked me up, and we were in San Francisco, and uh, we're in the car, and that beat came on. That beat is actually an original song, um, so the beat came on, and I'm I'm like, oh shit, like what is this? He told me what the song is, and I was like, okay, keep it on. And I actually wrote the hook in the car right there in San Francisco, and then after the trip, I came back, recorded the hook, and then me and Jew. I was like, who who could hop on this with me? And I'm like, I'm like, I, I think Jew would fit the part. So I hit him up. He came through. We got yeah. drunk, and that's it. The rest yeah, is man. history. It's a dope record. Um, Jew really came through on that as well. So shout out to shout out to Jew Sleeves for that one. Um, yes, Monica. Uh, the title for that record uh, does that have any significant meaning or no, not or at all. How, actually, where, where the, the name come this from? Because you're not I, saying it in the hook. Yeah, this is where it came from. So the original song is made by somebody. I don't know if it's like a group or a singular person, mm-hmm. but it's Maunika, like M-O-U-N-I-K-A. And it even says produced by Maunika. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but <laughs> giving it my best. So, and like off top, I was like, I was like Monica. And I was like, I'm just going to name the song Monica because I feel like I'm a mysterious type of person and that has people wondering, like, where did he get the name? He doesn't even say it in the song. Why is it called right. Monica? And, like, even you are wondering. So I, yeah. I think I think I did my part with that. Okay, so you want just kind of, like, a little bit of an intrigue, a little bit out of left field yeah. for that. Um, yeah, that was, that was a dope record, easily, like I said, one of my favorites off the record. The way you guys bounce, the ambition of the record, everything um, is, is really dope. So I want to jump to the skits real quick before we jump into the rest of the tracks. Yeah, for uh, sure. So, with with the skits, like, explain to me and and the listeners of this podcast how you chose the like how and why you chose each skit like and how to how you chose to like organize them because you know one one <coughs> I'm interested in the clips like why you chose the clips yeah. that you chose and then two I'm curious why you put them where you placed them in the project. Well. Starting with number one, the intro to American Psycho. Um, in that skit, Patrick Bateman, the main character of American Psycho, for you people who haven't seen it, uh, he says he's in the car. If you listen to it, he's in the car with his uh, fiance, and he's trying to listen to a mixtape in his headphones. Mm-hmm. And he's like complaining that his his fiance keeps trying to talk to him, and he's just trying to listen to this new mixtape that just came out. Right. And uh, so I thought that was good to put at the beginning because it's kind of like, it's kind of like me trying to like make music or listen to music, and like one of my girls is like, like bothering me or whatever. And I just thought it was kind of relative. And then it's funny because 
then after that, the whole mixtape plays. So it's like him finally listening to the mixtape. Okay, that's you know dope. What I'm saying? That's yeah. dope. And then the next one is the Whitney Houston interlude, which is after Monica. And I feel like this is kind of when the mood changes in the mixtape. And in the in the Whitney Houston interlude, he's like with these two girls. Patrick Bateman's with these two girls, and he's like talking to them about this Whitney Houston LP that came out and like. And I feel like that was just kind of me because even if I have two girls in my presence, I'm still thinking about the music. I still want to talk about the music. So that's basically just why I put that there. And then the tracks after that are kind of like girl related or like their vibe songs, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I thought that fit perfectly. Um, so connecting with the audience, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And then after the next two tracks, we have the Ed Gein interlude which is where basically he's talking about the serial killer, Ed Gein, and um, how he used to think of women, like either I want to love them and show them the world, or I want to kill them and put their head on a stick. That's what that's what Ed Gein said. So I kind of feel the same way sometimes <laughs> with women. Like, I want to write a song about you, or I just want to, like, have you over for a night, and that's it. Yeah. And then and then after that, I, I really get in-depth with these girl tracks. You know? Right. Yeah. So I just thought that fit perfectly. And then the last one, this confession has meant nothing. This is where Patrick Bateman confesses everything at the it's like near the end of the movie. He confesses everything that's wrong with him because he's a psycho. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's me. And I just the whole mixtape, I confessed all this shit. But at the end, it really doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. It really doesn't mean anything because I'm still me. I'm still going to make this music and be who I am. I'm just telling everybody what's going on. And that's basically it. That's how I end it. That's dope. That's a full breakdown of the skits. I know that was the one thing that a lot of uh, people I talked to about the project, like, you know, I said, you know, what do you think of the project? And a lot of people, would, the feedback was, the feedback was they didn't, fully understand the skits or they didn't yeah. they didn't know like even I didn't when you told me like you're making a movie and like doing the skits I was like I was sitting with the project and I was like okay I can see how these tie in but I don't think I fully got it so and now people will understand and yeah I think having the skits in there really makes it seem more like a movie and that was my goal make this a movie but my movie right right um so the next tracks you talked about um Blood in a Bottle and Chosen One. Uh, so these to me sound very like in your pocket, chill, kind of a little bit of lustful feel to it. Yeah. Like, talk about the record, these records, and working with Moons because these are again like highlights for me on the on the record. Yeah, Moons is one of my favorite people to work with around here. Um, he actually might be number one on my list when he's not busy because I'm really trying to make music with him more, but, you know, our schedules don't really match up too well. But, uh, yeah, with B&B, Blunt and a Bottle, Blunt and Bottle, whatever, um, with that song, I just went over his house with the hook, and I was like, I was like, yo, I think you'd sound dope on this. Like, let's write our verses and record this, and uh, we just had a nice chill vibe going. We were sipping on some Jameson, uh, getting a little shitty, and, you know, Sometimes you just need a blunt in a bottle. Sometimes that's all you need. And that's, that's, that's that was the vibe, you know? And then also with the chosen one, um, he 
he sent me that. I think that was the email collaboration that we did. I sent him the beat, and I was like, yo, let's do this, or you do this hook for me, and he sent it back two days later. It is the best hook. That's my favorite hook ever on any one of my songs, ever. That hook is crazy. Shout out, Moons. Yeah, that hook is that hook is real tight. Um, those are those are two definitely got to jump into. Uh, definitely highlights on on the record for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next two I kind of paired together um, as well was "Used to" and "Need You." Now, um, "Need You" comes first, by the way. I yeah. don't know if because I switched it up before yeah. the drop, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, like. Sonically, why did you choose to go this direction? Because you did. Um, uh, I think I think you made an interesting. I think you made an interesting decision. Like with with need you, is a record that has like the same subject as used to, um, with the with the auto tune. But the but the records like kind of pull both these records together. Kind of pull out different emotions. Need you's a little bit more happy. A little bit more like. Kind of like an upbeat love song or right. a breakup song, whatever. It's like, it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's got obviously some, like, some emotion to it, you know, saying that yeah. I need you, I want you to stay. And, but it's but it's more upbeat delivery, whereas used to is more of a, like, a damn, like, in a reflective. Like, damn, I lost her yeah. type shit. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought that it was interesting that you like paired the that you paired these two right next together on the track. So um stylistically when you were making these songs, did you did you have that in mind or is that just kinda how it came about? Like, um I wanted to make an upbeat love song. I knew that from the beginning. And right when I heard the beat for Need You, I'm like, Yep, I need that. Uh and then I hopped on that and th- that's the order these songs were made also. So I made Need You, and then from this point in the mixtape, I kind of wanted to decrease in that happy feeling. So Need You is very upbeat. Used To is just like a vibe. Like, it, it is more like, it is more sad or more of a, a bad vibe than um, Need You is because I'm actually talking some real shit like, like, damn, like, I lost you. Like, you don't love me like you used to, you know? And then the song after that, which you didn't say yet, but the song after that is, yeah, like, the we'll, lowest of the low. Yeah, we'll, we'll tie in that one. That'll yeah. be the next subject. So I wanted it to go from really happy to lowest of the low. And then that's kind of how I was ending the Kind of the three parts tell the whole story. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. was my goal. That's dope. Um, and shout out to Jeff, too. How'd that collab happen with used to? Cause that was Jeff, long overdue, dope, man. Yeah. That was long overdue. Uh, I've been wanting to work with him for a long time. Me and him performed at the same show. Uh, I didn't actually get to see his full performance because I got kicked out. Shout out to oh, Jack it was, Daniels. It was that? Yeah, it, it was, that it was, yeah it was that Jeff show. Jeff was there? Yeah, Jeff was there. He was performing. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I hit him up and I was like, yo, I'm performing at this place. Like, uh, Come show love. And he's like, bro, I'm performing the same night. <laughs> I'm like, no way. So I met him for the first time that night. We've talked prior to that, but yeah, that's the first time yeah, I actually met him. He just sent me a record he has in the vault, and it's pretty fucking Yeah, tight. I was yeah. about to ask you the name, but don't tell me on, yeah. on here. Yeah, People yeah, can't yeah. know that. Yeah, I can't talk, air it out. Talk about it all, Kim. But yeah, Jeff, Jeff's dope. Jeff's got something. Yeah, for sure. I need we, me and him. Me and him are about to make something. I'm not talking single song. I'm talking project. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, man. Well, I mean, when it's that gonna, happens, it's gonna gotta go come to... back on the podcast. You yeah. Know, you know. So shout out to Jeff. Uh, he might be making a appearance on the podcast one yes, day. Yes, all love, all love to him. I hope Hopefully, he's doing yeah. good. Yeah, an amazing, amazing talent. Yes. Um, so Samantha, that record you talked about. Oof. Um, man. Yeah, that song. Let me just let me just set the the <coughs> foundation for the listeners here that haven't heard it or that have and feel a certain way about it, like. To me, this song is brilliant. Like, it's easily my favorite off the record. And I'll go out on a limb and say it's the best song, in my opinion, from this area, like, ever. Thank um, you. The way, the, the song structure, everything, like, everything tying in together. Um, so tell me, like, about the inspiration behind the record, uh, how you made all these moving parts tie together, because really three tracks, like, combined into yeah. one monster song. And uh, shout out to GT, who produced the the last the one. Homie, yeah, homie that, yeah that okay so this is how it happened so um to go way back when i was like when me and samantha were like 16 years old i like told her i was like yo one day i'm gonna write a song and i want to name it samantha originally i was gonna name it her full name like i, I abbreviated it here with the money sign and whatever right, right, yeah so but i was gonna name the actual song samantha well three years later me and her are in a different position. So um, now let me break down the beats and then I'll, I'll come back to that. It'll all tie in. So when I was about 17, I wrote a song called Ocean. It's pretty popular on my SoundCloud. Uh, most people listening probably heard it. And that's what, that's what the first beat of Samantha is. It's the intro to Ocean, the original song I made about her when I was 17. And Basically, my message there, without actually saying it, was Ocean, the beginning of Samantha, was what we used to be, because that was when I was young and 17 years old, stupid, like me and her, thinking we're in love, whatever, and uh, and then it fades into this darker beat. So that was kind of like, like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll just say metaphor because it goes from what we used to be to what we are now. And I'm hoping I got the message across to people who, I don't know if you, if you knew that, if you got that vibe when you heard the yeah. ocean, cause I, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people heard it and was like, Oh, I've heard him rap over this beat before. Yeah. And all of a sudden it turns into this darker beat. So, um, yeah, ocean turns into what we are now, which obviously if you listen to the song is in a great position we were in and uh and then the third beat shout out gt for making this the third beat actually came first like i heard that a long time ago he put that on soundcloud probably longer than a year ago i heard that on soundcloud i'm like i need that don't know what i need it for but i need that he sent it to me and after i did after i put the two beats together i was like all right i'm gonna fit this in here at the end and that was just part of the reflection. I wanted people to reflect on that GT beat. So that's basically yeah. it. That's that's dope, man. That's a that's a lot of layers, a lot of moving parts. How yeah. You, again, I think that's what makes it really good to me. Like, and you know, I know people that have opinions on that song, but to me, what makes it so good is the way you tie everything in and mm -hmm. like the. The, the the kind of depth not only in not only in just the lyrics but like the production the, yeah the everything yeah you know, the the little like spoken word at the end very tight yeah I love that part. 
yeah my, my favorite part um, yeah shout out to you for that idea <laughs> hey man i wasn't i wasn't just tossing that for the credit, no yeah i'll take it yeah. um but yeah that, that was a really dope part i thought that that really made the song complete and i i really like it and to me like i always like when a project now we'll talk about t-pain in a second because that's like technically technically at the end because it's a bonus track but yeah. this is like technically the end of the mixtape right mm-hmm. samantha and so and it, which leads into the confession yeah and so i i love when a project to me to me what grabs me with the project as a strong album reviewer and fans who listen to my album reviews will know this um or or can, can have learned this about me because either i've said it or they've just learned it from observing my my reviews mm-hmm. is that like to me like a project has to start and end well and i like i like a song or i like an, a project like an album mixtape whatever that ends so strong and like emotionally compelling and i think that this is one of those songs like like mortal man off to butterfly my yeah. favorite album ever mortal man to me is like the like <laughs> the ultimate like climax ending of an of an outro of a project like i've never heard a project end that dramatically where where kendrick is so vulnerable and then he comes out and he's trying to talk to Pac and everything and all yeah. those all those moving parts the spoken word everything um and then there's like um his recent project duckworth like albums that can just really tie everything in at the at the at the end like duckworth you know is about kendrick facing his or basically saying how one decision that he didn't even make changed everything for everyone forever. Yeah. You know, his the long story short was his dad, um, when Kendrick was a kid, his dad worked at a KFC and Top Dog, his now boss, was um was in the streets and was and robbed KFC and he didn't shoot Kendrick's dad that day when Kendrick was a kid because um because Kendrick's dad was hooking him up and giving him free KFC chicken and all that <laughs> because because Ke- Kendrick's dad heard about you know like the things he did in the streets yeah and so it's funny how that one decision changed everything and now they're all they're all yeah. fucking dead ass rich off it's of, funny as off fuck. of one decision and so like obviously like songs that tie in like and and the theme of the, that album's about God so and and life choices and all that so it ties in the album and this to me ties in your project very well because I think I think when you look at that song I think you can really understand like obviously you could tell by by the other tracks too that like women is like a a huge drive for you a huge motivation or if you will as, as far as a creation project uh creation um aspect of 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 the music like they are definitely like a muse so to speak no yeah I, so, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for certain girls that come into my life even if it's just for a night or whatever right yeah I get inspiration from all that and so yeah so i was long-winded there but that's basically what i'm trying to tie in is that to me it's dope because like to me a song like samantha really shows like all the aspects of of how you of how you view women and like how they drive you how they motivate you how they impact you yeah like all that's told in Samantha, but it's also it also is told in other songs as well, but mainly Samantha that like kind of really really paints a picture. And, um, to me, I think, and I think you would agree is again like a driving force of your yeah. Creation shout out process. shout out to all women because you know you're fucking amazing. Every woman out there is fucking amazing. Thank you. 
<laughs> All right, man. Let's uh, let's have let's end the podcast on a little bit of fun. Let's talk about T Pain. Um, man, a bonus track, um, another auto tune record. Um, and it's different. It's fun. Um, auto tune is something, and this kind of ties in with not just T Pain, but this kind of ties in with like the back half, starting from like. Blunts and bottles, like on, like there's there's a lot more auto tune, whether it's you or your. Blunts features. and bottles didn't have any auto tune on it, or but need need it? you and I'm. Oh wait, yeah, need you. Didn't chosen you used one? to chosen one didn't. Okay, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, Just the last half after um, Ed Gein. I thought Moons may have used a little something on his. Nah, that's yeah, all. That's all a raw. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like that, like kind of like back half of the project, almost like is. Sorry, listeners, I'm I'm sick right now, so I'm yeah, I'm, I got a little something wrong with me too. So yeah, so we um, out here both being sick and shit. Yeah, we out here toughing <laughs> it out. So um, the auto tune director, basically, what I'm trying to say is, is like, you know, you you shifted like you shifted to this auto tune direction, not just you, but also your features and everything. So, um, is this a direction you want to continue to heavily pursue pushing forward, or is this just what you were making in the moment? Uh, it's you just, felt sounded good. Like, what is, what is the process? Because I know a lot of people. That's the one thing. Was somewhere in the valley had no auto tune. Yeah. S- but this one has like four or five tracks of auto tune, and so I wonder. Uh, and, and the people that were listening, like you know, friends that listened to both projects, hit me back saying, you know, what's up with Nick and the auto tune? Like, is that something he's trying to pursue, or is that just another tool in the pocket? That's just me experimenting because, like you said, Somewhere in the Valley didn't have any auto-tune. And I actually was going to make an auto-tune song. I remember I tweeted it before I dropped Somewhere in the Valley. I was like, I'm going to have one like crazy auto-tune song on Somewhere in the Valley. It never happened, though. So I, I thought it was a good time to use it just to mess around with it because some of my friends uh, were using it too like Chris Adams mm-hmm. shout out Chris Adams he was using some auto tune and like seems like everybody was kind of using it for a second and I, I've heard I've heard some good songs that that sound pretty good with auto tune so I was like I'm just gonna experiment with it uh, I think need you came out the best using auto tune I think I need agree. you need you is a very good song I wouldn't change anything about it um, well, Samantha was pretty good too with the auto tune. Samantha yeah. sounded really good too. Um, yeah, and, and that's something I still might do here and there, but I'm not ever going to go 100% auto tune. I'm not even going to go 75% auto tune. You'll just hear it sometimes, and if you don't like it, whatever. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. Yeah. You're the artist making the music. Exactly. Um, yeah, so T Pain, to, to end on that record, like. Um, very fun, uplifting. Um, I, you kind of, you, it, it's like it's it's way way different, obviously, than Samantha and the closing track. So like, why did you choose to put it on there? Did you just want the song out? Did you um, why why attach it to this project? Because I I always wanted to drop a project with a bonus track, and I thought dropping T Pain at the end of it kind of takes all the seriousness off the end of the project if if somebody isn't so serious they can you know they they fall into t-pain and they can just you know vibe a little bit with it um 
and T-Pain was just fun to make. Like, I obviously everybody knows the original <laughs> song. Yeah. So, um, and I grew up listening to T-Pain. Uh, not all the time, but he was definitely an influence for me. So I was like, fuck it, I'm, I'm just going to mess around, make this fun song. I had a lot of fun writing it and recording it. And, uh, yeah, all the people I showed it to messed with it. So I was like, I'm just going to put this at the end. And that's that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I wrote that song, by the way, all the words that I'm saying in that song. I'm talking like, like I'm rich as fuck. But that's because I wrote it as the in the perspective of t-pain so i was writing it because like for example the first line i could put you in a mansion somewhere in the hamptons i could fly us to toronto pronto and pay for the condo uh basically i was just pretending like i was t-pain or somebody who is as rich as t-pain and just having fun with it yeah you know? damn i heard that record i was like damn does he got some stacks tucked away <laughs> no, that no, nobody no. knows about no that that's a, that's just me pretending to to be t-pain basically <laughs> it was fun i love that song yeah that was a dope record um so nick it's a pleasure having you on the podcast man uh why don't you go and plug your project American Psycho, yes. all that. You got any other music news to drop? Yes, actually, I do. So first off, let me start by saying thank you for having me. I of love course. doing this. Uh, also, American Psycho is on Dapiff. Um, type in Nick Heel, you'll find me. And then SoundCloud.com slash Nick Heel, you'll find me. And Twitter is the opposite. It's Heel Nick. Instagram is Heel Nick. Um Ladies, if you want my phone number, just hit me up on Twitter. You can get that this there. This guy with the wings. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No unless, unless they're not playing. Hey, man, always shoot your shot. Yeah, you know, you have to. Um, and then also, yeah, so I'm dropping a single on November 3rd, which is the single to my next project. And I have the name. I have the cover art done, but I'm not going to say the name. Uh, you already know the name. You remember yeah. it, right? I think so. Okay, I yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'll tell you after. Yeah. In case, and I'll show you the cover art. Oh, wait, I already sent it to you. Yeah. I know no, the cover I just don't remember the title. Yeah, okay. But. Yeah, I'll tell you. But so, single for that is dropping November 3rd. And then the project drops in spring, almost summer, around then, because that's, that's the vibe I'm going for. So, uh, the single will be on iTunes. Pre-order available 22nd of October, I believe. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, stay updated on my Twitter. Yeah, that's dope. Get that shit. That's dope. Yeah. Making moves out here. So, thank you listeners for listening. This is Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. You can find all my content through my Twitter. That's at Real Chris Platty or on Facebook, Chris Platty. Again, Chris Platty is spelled C-H-R-I-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. If you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. Just kidding. <laughs> follow you ain't real. Of support. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, or Google Chris Platty. Either way, um, we'll send you a link to my Podbean and my iTunes accounts. And on there, you can find every podcast I do, both my hip-hop podcast. Just did a dope one with BZ reviewing Rhapsody. That was tight. BZ of Dead End Hip Hop is, is a great dude. I was glad to have him on the podcast. Like, it was a dream come true. I'm one of my idols. So check that one out. I just started a new podcast with my homie Connor Ennis. Shout out the Untitled Hip Hop Podcast to be named later. We're experimenting with some we're experimenting with some titles and everything, getting the branding right, but that's up. 
It's a dope, fun, it's different than strictly hip-hop. Um, what it does is it, it it's three segments. It's a podcast totally driven by the fans where the fans suggest the rap news we talk about. So we talk about whatever's popping in the week of, in the week of hip-hop. Uh, we talk about, uh, and we also do a fan Q&A. So fans will submit their questions and we answer them. It could be anything within the span of hip-hop and we will answer it, give our opinions and, and our takes. And then lastly, we interview somebody in the industry. It could be an artist, a producer, a fellow music reviewer, a podcaster, anyone that's tied into the hip-hop industry we will have on. We had Don of Noisy Images, who does great breakdowns. We just had our homies, uh, the Hip Hop Review Podcast on, Will Gill and Shout Out and Vante Pro, so shout them out. That's another dope hip hop podcast if you're looking for that. So that's all my plugs. Again, find me on Twitter, at Real Chris Platty. And once again, if you subscribe to iTunes, please leave five stars and write a review. That helps the show out so much. So thank you. Nick. Thank American you, Psycho. American Psycho. Done. Show my boy some love, Chris Platty. He does his thing out here. Yeah, man. Thank you. I'm trying to. For so, sure, man. Um, we'll see you for the next sit down, the next project. Yep. Next summer. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.